welcome to the next episode of our Christ Central podcast. With me today is Betty Price. And um, so Betty's going to tell us her story. So why don't we dive right in and tell us a little bit about of your life before you became a Christian and growing up. Well, I was born in Calgary and lived there until I was 15. When I was born... I was a whopping four pounds. Wow. And I was actually two weeks overdue. Oh, wow. And I had a lot of issues because of my mother's drinking and smoking while she was pregnant with me. So I had fetal alcohol syndrome and God healed me of that. And anyway, I had a really rough life. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of abuse. I was being shipped in and out of orphanages and foster homes from the time I was three until I was 11. That was hard enough. So I tended to be a loner because Mm -hmm. I was, um, I forget the word they call it now, but beaten up all the time. Right. And uh, I got beaten up at school. I got beaten up at home. So it was like I couldn't get away from it. Yeah. No safe place. No, see. there was no safe place mm-hmm. for me. No. I left home when I was 16 because I felt that if I didn't, I would be dead. Mm-hmm. I had actually been introduced to church when I was 15, when we moved here to Woodstock. Okay. Oh, my. (laughs) That was horrific to me. I was the only one that didn't want to come. The moving, right, yeah. Because I didn't know my relatives. My other siblings did. Okay. So... I moved into this little village where there was literally nothing Mm -hmm, to do. mm -hmm. And everybody knew everybody, and I hated that. Mm. So I lost all my friends that I had in Calgary and had none here. And it's such an important age, you know, 15, you want Mm -hmm. friends and, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I lost everybody, and I couldn't stay in touch with them. I tried writing letters, and they didn't write back, and so it it was very frustrating, and my relatives weren't that much of a help either, because, um, with my father, he came back because he wanted to be with them. And when he got here, they basically shunned him the same way I was shunned. Right. And I began to understand my father's side of things because I was seeing it all over again. Mm. So I got into a lot of arguments with relatives. And I told them exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care what they thought. Right. 
A couple of them were Christian. And if you notice, I put the quotation mm -hmm. marks. Um, they were very hypocritical. Mm. But they did their best, I guess, is all I can say. Yeah. And they had um, a summer program that they did at their church, mm -hmm. which was a Baptist church. Mm -hmm. And you went to a person's house and you played some games and you got treats and you did the Bible stuff. Well, my goodness. <laughs> when I left home at 16, I still stayed in church, but I couldn't understand why because I wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Somebody gave me a Bible, and I looked at it, and I had absolutely no idea right. what to do with it. Right. So I started reading at the very beginning, <laughs> and I was doing fine until I got to this place where it was so-and-so begat so-and-so, and so-and-so -and -so begat so-and-so, <laughs> and on and on and on and on yeah. it went. I thought, oh, good Lord, who uh, would ever read this? Yeah. So I shut it. Yeah. And I was going to a church. I had a Sunday school teacher, and... I was living alone at the time. Right, and it, when you're 16, 16 17, yeah. yeah. And um, I would carry my Bible with me. Well, they would stand there with, with their friends and talk about me. And they labeled me mm -hmm. as gay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't anything of the sort. Mm. I was a tomboy. Mm -hmm. But to me, there wasn't anything wrong yeah. with being a tomboy. Yeah. So one day after church, they nailed me and they said they wanted to talk to me. So in their car I went, I was in the back seat and I had my one Bible with me. Um... And they took me up into a parking lot. And they started yelling at me. And badgering me. And accusing me of all kinds of things. And especially the whole thing about being gay. And they, they not only accused me of it, they spread it through the whole church. Oh there went all my friends. Gone. Yeah. And I was so angry mm. that I took my one Bible and I literally threw it across the parking lot. Mm. Well, that wasn't enough. I went back and picked it up and I ripped it to shreds mm. and I put it in the garbage mm. can. And it was empty. There was nothing in that garbage can. So I they were already gone. They left me in the parking lot. 
And I started walking home. And they happened to notice, because their houses were here, the parking lot was over here. I didn't have my Bible. Oh my goodness, I didn't have my Bible. So they came, they jumped in the car, came back up to the parking lot, and looked at me and said, where is your Bible? And I looked at them. I, I couldn't believe it. They didn't care what they mm -hmm. did to me. Mm -hmm. All they cared about was that Bible. Right. So I said, okay, you want to see? So they told me to get back in the car, and I did, and they drove up, and I showed them the garbage can it was in. Hazel, it was gone. <laughs> that Bible was gone. Wow. I believe to this day that when I get to heaven, God's going to give me that Bible back. Wow. That threw them for a loop. And I got out of the car and I left. Mm -hmm. After a while, I got fed up with Woodstock right. and I moved to St. John. Okay. And I was living in a girl's home. And it was for women who had the possibility of becoming in trouble with the law. Mm -hmm. And in order to stay there, you had to go to a church mm -hmm. at least once a week. So we went to this Baptist church that also had a drop-in. Mm -hmm. And I went there. And I made friends pretty quickly in St. John, which was good for mm -hmm. me. There was a, a gang of us that hung out mm -hmm. at this drop-in center. And um, we were pretty close friends. But the church, again, was the whole judgmental mm. thing. Our place was the basement. Their place was up in the posh. Mm sanctuary we were not allowed to go in the sanctuary we had to stay in the basement right. well some of us went anyway and i went and sat down beside this woman who had a really nice fur coat well she got up grabbed her fur coat and went way over there and I'm sitting there looking at her thinking, what does she think I'm mm. going to do for her? I'm in church the same way she is. Mm. So I left. I knew I wasn't wanted. So I didn't go back. Yeah. I, I continued with drop-in. And I went to different churches. But it was the same thing. It was mm. always the judgment. Yeah. Always the looking down on you because... Mm. You weren't rich enough. Hmm. And I still have problems with that. Hmm. Then I moved to, I, I started to go to university. Oh my goodness, I loved it. 
I loved it. Amazing. And were you part of a church at this time, or was uh, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were still part of the church. Um, what church? I think I was involved with Stone Anglican Church. Okay. What now? We... I liked that one. Yeah. That was a good church. Yeah. And at this point, would have you called yourself a Christian? I thought I was. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we? Why don't you tell us a little bit about when you became a Christian? Okay, I came here. Okay. And the way I got here was a friend of mine named Carol brought me to this warehouse. And it was dark in there. And I thought, what is she doing? And this would have been how many years ago? This would have been about 20. 20. So very early on in the right. when it, Christ Central would have been called right. the meeting place. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you started coming on Sunday morning? Yes. And how did you... I, what was your experience? I was scared. Right. Because I didn't know what kind of church this was yep. going to be. Is it going to be like all the other ones? Mm -hmm. And they were very friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of the things that drove me crazy that night that I went on mm -hmm. Halloween, I have to say this because this is funny to me. Here were these two idiot guys standing at either end of the door, and they're yelling for people to come in. <laughs> what are you guys doing? This is downtown Frick, so uh. you could get mugged. <laughs> so anyway, but yes, I found the church very friendly. Mm -hmm. And I asked Carol, I said, do you go to this church? Yes. Would you mind picking me up so I could come too? Mm. Sure. So off we went, and I, that's how I got to go yeah. to church. And would you? Was there a moment when you kind of realized, oh, actually, I don't think I am a Christian? Um, that came. Hmm. That came in two thousand. 6, 2007. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was gay or not. Right. I also struggled with, I think God made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I should have been a boy, not a girl. Because my mother always said she wanted a boy and she had me named David. Mm. So I always thought I should have been a boy. So I went out and bought boys' clothes, mm. including men's underwear, mm. everything. Mm. And I called April one day because I was really confused. Mm. I knew something wasn't right, but I couldn't figure out what it was and how to fix it. Mm. So I called April. April was my best friend. She mm. still is. And I said, help. And I talked to her and told her how I was feeling and so on and so on and so on. And she said, would you be willing to go with me to talk to Joe? I knew Joe well enough mm -hmm. that I felt safe with him. Yeah. I still do. 
And I said, okay. So we went. And I started to talk to him mm-hmm. about what my struggles mm-hmm. were. And then he asked if he could pray for me. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And then he said, do you want to be a Christian? I said, well, I thought I always was one, but I'm not really sure anymore. I have no idea what I am. And he said, well, would you like to be a Christian? I said, yes. I said, but I have a hard time with Jesus. Mm. And he said, what's the what's the problem? I said, well, I can't see him. Now, I'm like that. Mm -hmm. I have to see things. Mm -hmm. I'm like a Thomas. When I read about Thomas, Mm. I thought, he's my guy. (laughs) I'm the same way. So, he said, Jesus can show himself to Mm. you. Okay, I thought that was pretty cool. So we prayed. And he prayed deliverance over me, and it was very quiet. Yeah. Because I, while he was praying over me the deliverance, I was praying, God, please don't make me do something <laughs> stupid. And I was delivered. Amazing. Wow. It was just very quiet. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh, I feel good. Wow. And then I looked at April and I said, I want to be a girl, but I don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) So they said they would continue to pray. Yeah. And I came back. The next week. Yeah. And that was something we prayed over was yeah. that whole gay thing. Right. So you were able just to be at peace with who God made you. Not right away. No, but it was like the process. It of was a that. process. Yes. I would say probably another year. Right. And April called me up one day. Oh, you alarm stop. She called me up one day and she said, there was a lady on our unit that passed away and she was quite a big girl. I said, okay. And her daughter wants to get rid of her clothes. Mm. Would you be interested? Oh yeah, I think I would. Are they girl clothes? (laughs) Yes, Betty. I said, I'm on it. So what I did was when I hung up with April, I opened all my drawers and I threw all my clothes out. (laughs) To make way for the All my boys' clothes, gone. Wow. And I waited and I called April back. I said, you better be taking me tomorrow. I said, said, because otherwise I'll be running around in the nude. (laughs) And she said, what? (laughs) I said, yeah, I did something. I I did something earlier today, and she said, "What did you do, Betty?" And I said, "I threw all my men's clothes out." Oh, well, we better get you there, hadn't we? Yeah. yeah, that's good. I don't want to run out of time, Betty. So, what would you say in terms of like 
being a Christian, like the changes that you've... I wasn't angry. Wow. I wasn't angry. Um, I could actually start trusting mm. the leadership mm -hmm. because that was another issue I had. And that was because I was sexually abused mm -hmm. by a leader in a church. So I am much better with leadership mm -hmm. than I ever was. Yeah. God healed me from that because believe me, Amazing. when I, I mean, I remember one time Joe preaching a sermon on the fatherhood of God. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I went right off the Richter scale, used the F-bomb and everything. Right. And, you know, God cleaned me up with all that. Amazing. Because you talked, obviously, from what you'd experienced, just so angry with the world, I guess, mm -hmm. and just every, and so you found that God kind of replaced that with his peace and mm -hmm. just the transformation. And yeah. 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 He put me in a building where... It's hard, mm. but I keep telling God, you know, like, I really want you to use me. I yeah. want to be like April. Yeah. Because April is something I can see. Mm. And eventually, I'm beginning to see a little bit more of God as well. And I think, oh, okay, I'd like to be like him, too. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. and I just finished reading a book, and it basically told the story of the whole Bible, but in story oh, form. Oh, wonderful, yeah. And when it came to the chapter on Jesus, mm. I was in tears most oh, of the time. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, I want to be like him. Yes. I want to be like that man. So the stories were able to reveal oh, more of Jesus my. to you. And, yes. Wow. Yes. So you talked, obviously, from even from birth, you felt you were I wasn't wanted. A, I wasn't wanted. And so living with that for such a long mm. part of your life, God just revealed something to you quite recently, didn't yes. he, at church? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I was sitting there and... In a, on a Sunday It was on Sunday, a Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday service, yeah. And Taylor was doing the praise and worship. Yeah. I can't sing anymore because my mm. voice is kind of shot. Mm. That happens when you get old. <laughs> anyway, he was singing songs about being the father's child mm. and stuff. And I was sitting there listening to it and I was going, oh my. And I wasn't, I didn't even have my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I saw myself in the womb. Mm. And I just kept watching and listening at the same time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there was Jesus. Mm. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he doesn't have blonde hair, by the way. Mm. <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> Anyway, I was sitting, I was, I was there, I, you know. Yeah. And he looked at me and he told me, you may not have been wanted by others, mm. 
But I wanted you from the very beginning. And from the very beginning to me was in the womb. Yeah. Because that's where it all started. And I'm sitting there and I'm and I didn't cry. I'm not very much for crying, mm. but I didn't cry. Mm. But it it moved me. Mm. I thought, oh my yeah. gosh, I got to tell the church yes. this. I can't leave this to myself. Yeah. And I'm in a walker, okay. So I'm sit I'm sitting there, and all these people in front of me are taller than I am. So I can't get their attention. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to get up there and tell them. So finally, I just said, I'm going up. And I grabbed my walker, and away I went. Yeah. And I think it was hey, Ollie that was right. on yeah. the mic. Yeah. And he looked at me, and he, I think he could tell there was something yeah. going on. Just to say, when you looked different when you brought that word. Like, you could tell that, you know, God... Yeah. It was upon you, you know, like it felt... Oh, it was been, massive. Yeah. And I told, told him, and he said, oh, yes, we want the church mm -hmm. to hear this. And so I told the church. Well, then I went home, and my worker was there. And I was in my bedroom, and I'm usually in my chair, and I was in my bedroom, and I was writing things. Mm. And she came in, and she said, what are you doing here? I said, oh, you'll never believe what happened to me in church today. <laughs> she said, oh, she said, what? She's not a Christian. Yeah. I said, I had a vision today. Mm-hmm. She said, you what? I had a vision today. And I told her what the vision was. Yeah. And then I told her, I said, I told the whole church. She <laughs> goes, oh, my goodness, you didn't. I said, yeah. Yeah. You can't do that in church. I said, well, in our church, you yeah. can. And that's, a, you know, so wonderful that God blessed you and then you blessed someone else and t blessed the church by telling Well, I kept church. going. It's good. Yeah. Like, it is amazing. You know, it tells us in the Bible that we're knitted together mm -hmm. in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And we can read that. Mm -hmm. But then when you experience it, do you know, it's, it, the effect is so much different, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, it's so personal then, isn't it, when God and gives I, us that revelation? I, I know one of the frustrations that I have sometimes is that nobody comes to visit. Mm. And I thought, well... You know, if I could walk, I could show up at your house someday and say, hey, let's have <laughs> the tea. Because I believe that when God made us, he made us as social creatures. Mm. And we're supposed to be there for each other. Mm, that's right. And that's always been... And always will be yeah. my message. Mm -hmm. Let's be there for each other. That's good. Because things are going to get hard mm, for us. That's right. It's not going to be an easy thing. No. It's good. I think our time is up, Betty, which is...
gone very Climbed fast. Right on. It's good. But thank you so much for sharing your story, and I'm sure it will be encouraging to many people. I hope so because yeah. that's what I want. It's good. Thank you so much for sharing with You're us. You're welcome. Well, this is the end of our episode, and we'll look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you. 